it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. This episode is sponsored by the Living Room Hair Lounge, where beauty and comfort is our top priority. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I have an awesome episode for you today. I had a great interview with Keisha Sumter of Savannah Naturals. Keisha created Savannah Naturals off of a need. She named it after her daughter. She had struggled with eczema all of her life and her scalp, and in 2012, she decided to see a dermatologist to help with her skin condition. After being treated with scalp injections and skin therapy and light therapy and all of those things and all these different medications, Keisha's condition actually got worse. So she went on a journey to find a solution for her hair after losing her hair in 2012. She tried numerous products and nothing worked for her. So she started doing some research. She started playing around in her kitchen with different vitamins and oils and butters, and she whipped up Savannah Naturals. Her first product was a hair butter that she later discovered would be great for a body butter as well. She has since expanded the line and is on a continuous journey to expand her line to even skincare later. I had a great conversation with her. I've been using some of her body care products, her body butters and scrubs, and I've been enjoying them. My daughter has used the hair butter as well, and we absolutely love the products, and they work for us. And I think you'll love her story, and you'll love the conversation that I had with Keisha. And here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's Brandy, your host, and we have an awesome guest today, Keisha Sumter. Welcome, Keisha. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. So Keisha is the owner of Savannah Naturals. Mm -hmm. Keisha, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the business. Um, Well, again, I am the owner of Savannah Naturals. I am a mother, um, entrepreneur. I have a, I'm actually a, a vocal coach is what I do primarily. So that's, um, my business is her and her music. So this was actually something very unexpected that came about. Awesome. So you're a vocal coach, so you can sing, huh? A little bit, but. Oh, we were not going to hear no. Okay. I tried, guys. I tried <laughs> to get it. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's good to know. That's good to know. Because um, I may be in need of your services hey. for my daughter. Well, so how did you start Savannah Naturals? Um, well, actually, I was born with eczema, scalp to toe eczema. Um, so I used to get like really bad skin buildup in my scalp. And I, my eczema used to be so bad growing up, like my mom would have to wrap me in a white sheet sometimes. Like I couldn't even have clothes touching my skin. Like, that's how wow, bad it was. Wow, really? Yeah. Yes, really, really bad. And so when I had my daughter, um, I decided to go to a highly recommended dermatologist and I did their treatment, the scalp injections, the light treatments, the medicated shampoos. And literally one day I was sitting in the mirror and this was maybe, I don't know, maybe a month into treatment. And I was sitting in the mirror brushing my hair one day and my hair just was coming out in the brush, not with the yank wow. or anything. It was just literally coming out. Usually where my hair and like braids and twists. So the person that had been twisting my hair for the past 15 years 
she looked in it and she said, whatever you're doing, you need to stop. She's like, your hair is coming out. It's thin. It's balding. And she wouldn't twist it anymore. Wow. So that um, kind of put me on the path to trying stuff over the counter for about a year. And nothing was working. And my best friend was like, you, you got to get on. You got to start looking at these natural you know, these natural things that people are trying, because I really wasn't into YouTube, I'm a little late. <laughs> and um, so, you know, again, I started learning about the natural products, and it took me, I don't know, maybe about eight, nine months to come up with my first product, which was my hair and body butter, and that's actually what I used to grow my hair back. So I ended up balding from ear to ear, and I had to cut it off to, I don't know, maybe about four inches on the top. Wow. So how did you develop the product line? Did you do some research on, you know, like some of the the uh, products that would go into it? Did you, you know, trial and error? Like, well, how was the development stage? Because you did this yourself. Yeah. So did you try to buy different things to go into your products and to, you know, create it? And how did you go yeah, about it? Was, it was a lot of trial and error with me because, again, I wasn't really into, like, the whole natural movement and all of the oils. And, you know, that was... It was a lot to learn. So with the researching, I consulted with a couple of hairstylists and, you know, they're like, oh, use pure coconut oil. And I tried that and it broke my face out because it got on my pillow. Right. And then it's like, well, try the extra virgin olive oil. I tried that. It broke my face out. Wow. So I said, okay, well, this stuff doesn't work. So I actually started combining things together. And I find that for me and for my skin type, those things are too strong alone, but they work really good together for me. Wow. So you actually just was creating your own recipe, like your own mixture. Mm -hmm. And that's how you developed. Your first product was your body butters? Yeah, that, it, it actually started as a hair butter. Oh, a hair butter. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, again, one day the... Because by the time I got it done, it was probably around August. It was so, you know, it was hot outside, so my skin was flaring up a little bit. And you know how we do old school. We get the Vaseline and the mm. lotion and try to make a little. And I was out of Vaseline. So I said, you know what? Let me try this hair butter. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this works. I got a two-in-one product. Unexpected, but I'm like, okay, we're going to roll with this because this works. So, um, yeah, in the kitchen, in the kitchen at the house. Shea butter chunks everywhere. Just like, okay, I need the blender. I need this. Let me try something else. So, yeah, trial and error and just kind of throwing stuff together till I got it right. That's awesome. I, I'm definitely not brave enough to do that. Like, I create my own concoctions and put it on my hair and my body. But it seemed like you've done a great job at doing it. You have several products now. So, tell us um, what products that you have within your line. Um. Now we are up to um, a shampoo, conditioner, a leave-in conditioner, pre-pool, hair oils, body wash, body cream, body scrubs, and then I have a couple of things in the pipeline. I have like four more products in the pipeline that's going to be coming. Awesome. And you're the creator of all these products? I cook everything. Body wash, I cook it from scratch. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. So when it comes to your business, I know I've seen you do vendor shows. Um, how have you been able to get your brand out there? And what um, has that been like? It's been really good in terms of uh, my referral base. 
you know, it's, it's, it's really a great feeling when people are willing to try your stuff, especially if you, if you're new and they, you know, they haven't seen you on the shelf and then they tell a friend that tells a friend and then those friends end up telling other business owners, you know, like yourself. And I'm able to get into, you know, other vendor shows like your beauty business expo. And, um, I've been able to do like Eastern market and all the things with Ask Jennifer. And so, but even the the vendor events, it's it's trial and error. It took me a minute to figure out which ones to do. But again, the, the referrals, word of mouth is, is a great, a great source. Okay. So have you been able to outsource your business outside of uh, Michigan? Have you been able to expand it? I have customers outside of Michigan. Um, I am actually in the process of getting into a salon in Atlanta. Awesome. So I'm excited about that. And um, I'll be going into a salon here very shortly. Awesome. That is great. So what do you think the biggest misconception is when it comes to someone who may be, maybe they have some similar talents as you and they're thinking like, they like, I've always made my own lotion or I've always made this, but I don't know if I can turn that into a business. Like, what do you think some of the biggest misconceptions is when it comes to that? Um, probably that you have a, you need to have a lot of money in order to start. Um, because again, when I started and, and I decided to turn it into a business, it's not as if I had been saving to do a business. So it literally, once I got the, you know, it, it, it kind of started with, okay, I'm at the beauty supply store. Let me grab this little two ninety nine thing of shea butter up at the counter mm-hmm. and grab the coconut oil from the pantry. So, I mean, you can start with the resources that you have sometimes are enough just to get started. And, you know, once you make that first sale to somebody, then you use that money and move forward from there. And reinvesting it back into your business. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. So um, are you available in stores yet? Not yet. Okay, okay. I'm online. All right, all right. So you're not available in stores yet, but you soon will be. Yeah. Awesome. So do you travel with the vendor shows with your products and things? Do you travel all over the U.S.? Not yet. I have a... um, I have an eight-year-old, so um, when she would love to go, she's actually the my, my co-founder. She's oh, my awesome. Partner. Yeah, she wanted to come today. So is her name Savannah? She is Savannah. Okay, okay, because I, I was reading about that you named it after your daughter. I think that's awesome. Yeah, this is, this is really for her. Everything that I do now is, is for her future for later. Right, so what would you recommend to somebody who's looking to start their own natural hair line? Um... Actually, I unexpectedly, I, I spoke to a group of kids today with uh, Microlinks, the Microlinks organization. Mm-hmm. So they're running a program for up-and-coming, aspiring um, entrepreneurs. So I spoke to them this afternoon. And what I would tell them is if it's something that you want to do, just do your research and just tell yourself every day that, that it's possible. Like, I'm one of those people, I believe that everything is possible. Don't tell me that I can't. Because I believe that if if God gave me the idea, he's going to make a way. And the people just, if you believe, the people will come. The resources will come. The opportunities will come. So just believe it. Write your ideas down. Do your research. And then figure out, okay, now that I know that these are, this is everything I need, what can I tackle first based on that? 
I love that because you started in 2015 with one product, correct? One product. And you have you named several things. How many is it um, exactly? I am up to eight, and when I'm done, I'll be at about twelve. So, so it's possible. It's possible. And I think, you know, I've seen a lot of people who are just like you and they started in their kitchen and they're in like local beauty supplies. Mm -hmm. So definitely, um, I think I can see you, you know, starting local and some of the local beauty supplies mm -hmm. and expanding in the yeah. Whole Foods or other companies yeah, like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're not a hairstylist, right? No. But you, but you're very talented with the hair products. Like you're naturally gifted. Have you thought about getting into hair at all, or? Um, I thought about it, and um, someone actually kind of encouraged me to try to, to to do that. But again, I really love the business side of of things. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I that I would want to stand up and do hair all day every day. However, I do like creating things. So the products, that's why I keep coming up with new stuff. And I am um, I'm very much into protective style. So I do make hair pieces. And um, so I'll do that. I'll, I'll, just make, I'll just make hair pieces, protective style pieces, natural looking pieces. I'm not into weaves per se. Mm -hmm. and, but my sister is a weave diva. So like, <laughs> and as I told you, though, <laughs> that's a whole nother business. Because, guys, if you could see her hair today... Oh, it is very okay. cute, and I thought it was hers. It's a hair piece. I need the tea on them hair pieces. Okay. <laughs> Keisha, okay. you gotta, you. you gotta give us the tea. I'm gonna need one of those or up, two. Yeah, because you. you know, I love something sometimes as a natural. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, our hair, it takes maintenance. It's, it's things like if I wanted to look like that, I gotta twist it up. Yeah. And like on on YouTube, they make it seem yet like easy. Oh, this is a three day old twist out. I'm sorry, my twist out don't don't last that long. Not, my hair is not gonna do that. My hair is not <laughs> going to do that at all. So, but it's they make it seem this is five day day five. I'm like day five. Yeah. Like no, I would be retwisting almost every other day. Yeah. In it's order a, for it to have the definition, it's a lot. It and so that's why I think I usually go to protective styles. But I'm very interested because you were telling me that when you start, when you first create your product, your own products grew your hair back. Mm -hmm. So what do you think contributed to your hair growth? Did you find out? Did you do some further research on that? Um, the, one of the big things is consistency. Consistency and learning about the ingredients that are in your products. So again, if I'm a person that has eczema, you know, which basically is extra dry skin, I can't use products that have alcohol in it because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how much stuff I put in there to keep my hair moist, the skin itself is going to dry out. Right. And if my skin is dry and flaky and peeling, the hair is going to come right out with it. So um, again, the Jeanette, super, uh, Supernatural Twist by Jeanette, that's my girl. She's she's one of she's the one that pushed me to turn it into a business. So again, she's been doing my twist for years, and she made a, a very good point, which is our scalp is like a plant, and you have to make sure that the soil, which is your your scalp, like your pores are open. So when I um, apply the hair and body butter, I have to let the stop the shower steam up really good, and I'll stand in the back and let my pores open, and then apply it and let it melt into the skin. Mm -hmm. So I don't just like part my scalp and oil the scalp because then you clog the pores. So mm -hmm. really finding finding a routine that works and sticking to that and not 
you know, counteracting that with something that goes against with what you're trying to do. So did you study, like, do you study the products that you use? Like, you study the oils and the different things and what they do and the science behind it so that you could create your products? To a certain degree. Okay. Yes. I do have to um, look them up and see what the different benefits are, make sure that, you know, they're not too strong, um, that they'll work well together. Um you know, so again, the shea butter and stuff like that, that's really, some Some might think that it's too heavy for some some hair, but for me and for my twists, and especially because my hair is braided, it works really well to keep my hair moisturized under the braid so that it doesn't dry when my hair is braided and twisted up under a piece. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I find that that's really good, but another butter that I stumbled upon is cocoa butter, and that's actually a lighter butter. And that one is amazing for my face. Cocum butter. Yeah. I haven't heard of that before. I had not either. And I stumbled upon it. I was like, huh, what is this? <laughs> we must try this. And then, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, like shea butter would be too heavy for my face. But the cocum butter works better for my, for my face, turning it into like a, um, a butter face wash. Oh, as okay. opposed to like a liquid soap face wash. The butter's better for so do you have skincare within the line? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you do have like a face wash within the line? The face wash is coming. Okay. That's face, what's... Okay. That's okay. That's, that's my secret list. That's it. Oh, your secret list. I was like... Because I didn't know what you said. I'm like, did she say she has skincare? I did skincare? not. No, So no, skincare no. is coming. Yeah. Face stuff right. is coming. Body, but the body... The skincare as far as the body wash, the body creams, that stuff is already available. Great. Great. Are your products all natural? They are all natural. They're made with um, natural and or and organic ingredients. Well, that's good. That is great. I love that, you know, and I like that you, it looks like you really understand um, the products and what goes into it. And that's very important. Um, I noticed now, let me tell you what I saw the other day. I was with my daughter in a car and I saw a mom and a daughter and they both had the cutest Afro puffs. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my daughter, when I was growing up, you didn't see that. Right. You know, because my daughter's never had a perm before, but I was telling her, you didn't see that. Everybody had perms. Like, everybody had straight hair, uh, relaxers, perms, or whatever. I was like, everybody had that back then. So, you didn't see, or it was pressed out or something. So, I was, I just smiled. I just thought about that. I was like, look at that mom and daughter. They both got their cute little Afro puffs. And I'm so glad that we're seeing more and more of us go natural and more and more people are trying to really understand how to care for our hair because I still see even within you know cosmetology school because I want to school to be an esthetician and I remember in cos they didn't really teach our hair right you know so they didn't teach how to care for our hair how to cut our hair so if a black hairstylist would actually have to get more training Mm -hmm. by someone who already knew how to handle our hair or they would already naturally have to have a gift in here and kind of know how to deal with our hair already and just they would teach them just enough Mm -hmm. to pass the state boards but not enough to learn how to take care of our you know so what do you think about that why do you think that is you know, I don't know. Like you said, it was just the norm back then to look like everybody else, you know, in corporate America. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it just, it was, it was frowned upon to, to wear your fro and to wear your kinks and, and that sort of thing. 
and I, and so I think that's where the the whole weave movement came into play. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, this gives me a chance to still, you know, fit in and be straight and be long and be silky and, you know, that sort of thing. So that's just what it was back then. But I'm, I'm so glad, like you said, to see that people are and, you know, that we're embracing being authentic. Like, you know, I don't I don't necessarily have to have the long the long hair or the silky hair to be to feel okay or to be accepted. This is my hair is kinky. That's just what it is. Hello. Right. I love that. <laughs> you and know. I'll tell you my again, when I first started my business, it was when I first started, it was simply to get my hair to grow back. Period. You know, I, I was never one that was you know, so into hair that it's like, oh, I got to have a weave. I have to, I would throw my hair in braids and just be done. And if anything, I was also, I was always very discouraged because I couldn't get my hair to do certain things. So it's like, well, let me just braid it up and just, you know, inse- I was insecure about my hair. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, when my daughter was about four, she came home from preschool one day and she looked at me. And it just all brings me to tears every time I think about it. But she looked at me and she said, Mommy, I wish I was white. Wow. And so she wanted the long hair. She wanted, and it just broke my heart. I think we all went through that. Because I remember saying something like that when I was younger. Yeah. I mean, heartbreaking. But that that is what propelled my business to something different. Because I said, you know what? If she doesn't think she's beautiful, I have to do more. So let me figure out another product to get my hair to do something so that we can play in our hair and she can know that her hair is okay. And it doesn't have to be to her butt or to her knees or whatever. Whatever you choose to do with it, you're fine. You're okay. You're beautiful. So that kind of prompted more of the products. So now, again, that's my helper. She's down in the workshop. She's like, Mommy, (laughs) let's make some shampoo. And, you know, now she wants all kind of braids and beads and twists and I love that. She loves her black girl now. I love that. That is great. And just allowing her to embrace who she is. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, um, and I I think it was a process for even me when I went natural. So I went through a stage where I thought I was ugly or my hair was ugly because yeah. it was short. Yeah. And I, I didn't feel, I, I didn't realize how attached to hair I was yeah. and how it really, you know, shaped how I felt about myself. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Here is no joke. It's interesting. Yeah, it's a lot of emphasis on it. I mean, we base our... That's, I mean, music videos and all of those things have shaped our perception of what's beautiful. And a lot of that stuff is long. You know, mm-hmm. it's long. So that's what we think beauty is. And sometimes it's hard to undo those those things and those thought processes. But, I mean, we just have to work. We just have to work hard to do it. Because like you said, long hair doesn't... You're beautiful. Right. It doesn't have to be long, and just because it's not long doesn't mean you're not beautiful. You're beautiful. I love that. I love that. I absolutely agree with that as well. And you know what I noticed, too, when, like, remember I said 2010, 2012, right in there was when it really hit the scene. It really got popular. And all of a sudden... Um, and before there wasn't a lot of products for us and all of a sudden these big brand companies because you only had like remember Carol's daughter Shea Moisture a few of them started out right right and then all of a sudden like you started seeing Procter Gamble like Pantene and Suave and now everybody has natural hair products 
But it's sometimes if you read those ingredients, they still have alcohol as like yeah. their first ingredient, yeah. which is not good for your hair. Mm-hmm. And they still have a lot of uh, different chemicals. It is like, it'll be like two or three different types of alcohol stuff you can't pronounce. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, it's a constant journey to find products that are worth your hair. And then what could be frustrating too is we all have different hair textures. Yes. So somebody might say, oh, this product really works. And you go out and buy you like that stuff do not work on my mm-hmm. hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, listen, let me tell you something. One of my, um, one of the girls on my team, she said, oh, you got to try this, uh, you got to try this product by uh, Curls. And she said, this is for the wash and go and mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, I'm going to try it because I, I like, I still will try stuff on the, on the shelf. And so I went and I got it maybe two weeks ago. So I did this wash and go and I mean, I'm in the there for hours pulling this product through my hair like, oh, let me get some curls. <laughs> Listen. When I walked out of my room, everybody looked at me like, hmm, what's going on with that? Epic fail. You hear me? Epic, epic, epic. This episode is sponsored by the Living Room Hair Lounge. The Living Room Hair Lounge specializes in custom color, trendy precision haircuts, hair extension services, and natural texture styling. Centrally located in the heart of downtown Ferndale at 22747 Woodward Avenue, Suite 204. Check out our work and follow us on Instagram at the Living Room Hair Lounge and on Facebook at the Living Room Hair Lounge. You can also book one of our talented hairstylists at vagaro.com forward slash the Living Room Hair Lounge or by calling 248 268 1632. We hope to see you soon at the Living Room Hair Lounge, where your beauty and comfort is our top priority. Right. And a lot of people, what's funny is I um, know if this occurs at all because it works for a lot of people, and I know a lot of people that use it. I tried a few things that didn't do the same thing for me as well. Yeah. So I did try something from them. It was like some butter or something. And it was okay. And, it, and I was able to twist with it. But I think the shampoo and the conditioner didn't do quite well with my hair. Yeah. You got 4C. You got 3B. Oh, you got 2 I don't know what I got to this day because I think my hair is a few different textures. Yeah. Which is very possible. Yeah. And it's just like I still think we're still... I still think we're still in a learning process when it comes to learning how to take care of our hair. And the reason why I say that is because there's even licensed hairstylists that I feel like they may be good at styling the hair, but they're not necessarily caring for our hair. That's why I love like salons that are like maybe, you know, chemical free Mm -hmm. or salons that are really into the care of the hair. All salons aren't and all hairstylists aren't into the care of the hair. Mm Some of them are just into the styling of the hair. And we need to start worried about loving our hair and learning how to take care of it instead of hating it and just tucking it aside and putting a weave on it. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with a weave, but sometimes I feel like it's a it's a cover. Yeah. Like you feel like, oh, I got nappy hair, so let me get some weave and I'm never going to wear my hair out type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even though I do wear like protective styles and braids and crochet and that is weave, I still wear my Afro puff. I wear my hair just like you got it right now and wouldn't care. You know, I'll twist it up yeah. and all of that. Though in the summertime, my twist out don't last as good. Ooh, 
in the summer. Yes. <laughs> so that's why I usually do protect. I'll do that more so in the winter. But um, but I'll wear it in a minute. I'll wear it in a minute. I'll twist it up and wear my own hair. And I'm not against weave at all, but I think sometimes it's a cover-up. But sometimes we need to get to know how to care for our hair yeah. and how to love our hair. And it's okay to wear the weave too, okay. but learn how to care for your hair and love your hair and, yeah. you know, and know that you're beautiful wearing your hair. That's right. Yeah, so that's, that's right. great. So I'm a bookie and I love, I, most of my books, I do audio, audio. So I'm always on the road. I'm always doing something. So I listen to a lot of audio books, mm-hmm. but I all, one of my favorite questions to ask on a podcast is like either, What's your favorite book or what book are you currently reading right now? You're going to make me open my audible. Um, I was just listening to Oprah Winfrey's. Um, oh, the book that she has. The yeah. New so, yeah, I listened to that too, but I, I did like it. I love Oprah. The only thing is, is it was to me, it was like a compilation of her podcast because I listened to her podcast. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a bunch of different interviews that she held on the podcast. Um, I did like it, but I guess if you love Oprah, you are listening to the podcast. I felt like I had heard a lot of it. it. Yep, yeah. yep. I heard a lot of it. But I did like that one. So that's the one you're reading right now? Yeah, that's the one that I am into currently. Oh, okay. What would be like your favorite book that you've read or, you know, something that really connected with you as of um, late I was late to the alchemist but that was pretty good mm-hmm. um, I need I, I want to get T.D. Jake's most recent book oh sort yeah yeah I want to get that one okay so that's gonna be my next read. awesome awesome so how do you define success hmm that's a good question um, I guess I would tie. I would say success is feeling um, a sense of completion, maybe a sense of completion, um, because it's not always defined by the amount of money, mm-hmm. but feeling rewarded. Feeling rewarded. If my if I, if my actions allow me to feel rewarded, then to me that's successful. When I make a product and I get the reaction that I'm looking for, or if someone says this really helped me, I may not have grossed a thousand dollars that day, but that's rewarding, and to me that's that's successful. I did something successful. And that's your definition of success. I love that. Yeah. That's nice. So, what is your favorite business tool? (laughs) My favorite business tool? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like software? Yeah, like what's your favorite tool that helps you within your business? Um, Right now, I'd probably say Canva. I love Canva. Okay, that's a popular one on the podcast. I heard that a lot. I'm trying to learn Photoshop. But Photoshop can be hard. So I know how, I know a little bit. I'm not, you know, an expert at Photoshop at all. But when I need something quick, Canva is my go-to because yeah. Photoshop can be a little it's tricky. A it's a lot. I'm listening to, I'm doing all these tutorials and these little lessons. 
and you know you have to click this and click that, but then you have to click this again before you can you know, let you do the next thing. I'm like, okay. Yeah, just, I know exactly what you Canva mean. Yeah. You're like, let me get Canva. Just make this, Canva make this graphic really quickly yeah. here. Yeah, and I'm trying, trying to do Final Cut Pro. I'm trying to do uh-huh. Final Cut Pro for my videos, and um, so I was up Friday night for about four hours working on Final Cut Pro. I said, okay, I'm going to tackle, I'm going to learn Final Cut tonight, and I'm going to edit my first video. Do you know I woke up on Saturday and that stuff was gone? Oh, no. Gone. It, it was erased, deleted? It's, it's like when I opened it, it said f- f- missing file. You can see like wow. the whole, you can see every, all the wave files, but there's no video in there. So I'm like, wow. Okay. This is what I'll say when I'm learning. <laughs> I can't do okay. everything. So my husband, he does that in for me, like the graphics and the editing, the video editing, the uh, graphic design. And if I didn't have him, I probably would have someone hired on my team that works yeah. for me and do that mm-hmm. because I don't have the patience. It takes me too long. Like I designed a graphic and it took me hours to do. He could have did that in like, you know, uh, uh, 30 minutes or something. I'm yeah. sitting up there for hours trying to design something. And it came out okay. But I'm learning that I need to focus on what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. I need to kind of like outsource it and hire the people. Yeah. And that doesn't always have to be something expensive. Because like I just had an interview with a young lady who's a virtual assistant. Uh-huh. And she helps businesses with like some of those little minor tasks that can take up our time as business owners. So I'm starting to look at some of that. I'm like, okay, let me, you know, delegate this. Let me, and sometimes it's hard as an entrepreneur because it's your baby, it's your business. So you don't want other people all in your baby, but sometimes you need in order to grow and expand, you need help. Yeah, you do. I think that's probably one of the, you know, people are, are, constantly asking like what is your biggest challenge and for me I would probably say that is one of the that's a challenge you know especially when you're starting out and you you don't have a big budget because you know a lot of people they want money and and you know I've gotten quotes on some video work and I'm like yeah I can't cut you $500 a video not when I have to kick a video out every week wow wow well yeah it may be like (laughs) you know it may be um you know, something a VA can do, mm-hmm. something you could look at some of those uh, different, uh, like not Fiverr or something like that, where you could hire somebody or you may know somebody or sometimes students are good. Yeah. You could hire them yeah. for a little bit less. Or like I said, maybe a VA because maybe they may offer a package deal where they do mm-hmm. a certain amount of work for you. So you might want to look into some of that type of stuff yeah, as well. I'm into that. Yeah, thanks. I'm yeah. going to check that out. Yeah, yeah. you should. You yeah. should. So what do you think has been the hardest part trying to grow your business? Like, um, I would probably say, I mean, to your point, like you just said, I'm one person. So when you're trying to, I'm a perfectionist. So sometimes I have a difficult time saying, okay, this is complete. Let me go to the next thing. Because I feel like, well, no, I, I want to tackle all of these things because I want it to be perfect. I need to have this many videos. I'm going to change my packaging again. I'm going to, I'm going to, all these things. Um, so just kind of, you know, moving, moving forward. And yeah. just letting it be. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I'm a perfectionist and sometimes I have to learn to just be okay with it. 
Yeah. And just let and it be. Yeah. Be okay with it and let it be and move on to the next thing. And, you know, not try to worry about how to do everything or perfect every little thing. Yeah. But it's like, but there's so much that has to be done. It's like every time you think you're done, then there's something else that's like, oh, gosh, yeah. Now that that's complete in order to go to the next level, now I need to tackle this new set of things. Mm -hmm. You know, even trying to get into the store, you know, um, like once I finished all the packaging and I got the products done, to your, you know, to your question, it's like, okay, how do I move these products? So that takes me into the realm of marketing, Mm -hmm. which is not my background. So now it's like, shoot now I have to figure out how to market it it's cool if if I'm at the vendor show but even marketing to let the people know I'm going to be here so marketing is a whole nother that's a whole nother challenge Mm -hmm. it's a whole nother thing to tackle or try to find someone like hey would you be I need you to teach me how to do this I need you to show me how to do it or finding someone to do it (laughs) seriously yeah some days you have to hire somebody for I mean I don't necessarily think because if you want to grow your business you, marketing is a big piece because even think about it, even the biggest companies like Coca-Cola, you know, uh, or Pepsi or something or McDonald's or something, you still, you still see commercials. You still hear that mm-hmm. even though they've been around for decades, right. you still constantly hearing commercials, advertisements because they want you to be at, they want their business to be at the top of your mind. Mm-hmm. When you're looking for an affordable burger for McDonald's, if you if you want to drink a soda, then they you know Pepsi and all them, so they still invest a lot of money into marketing, and it's very important for even small business to do so as well. Yeah. And some stuff you can do yourself, but when you're already um, creating products and adding on to your brand and doing those things. Um, sometimes in order to scale and to grow your business, you will have to hire people. Yes. So do you think, um, for your business expertise, do you think that business right now with the way that, you know, everything has has shifted and everything is so tech savvy, do you think that commercials are still, you know, a good way to go? Or for the most part, is everything online? Is everything kind of social media driven? I think that a lot of people are still watching TV. <laughs> but they have TiVo and they still yeah commercials. yeah well yeah but um even on you know like Hulu uh they do some commercials on there you know like if you watch stuff on Hulu I still see like I know uh, Sephora had a big campaign on there and I kept mm-hmm. seeing it and um you know so there's still uh commercials are still valid I think as a small business owner though that's a huge investment so I I would say that like a commercial would be for maybe a big, large company. Mm -hmm. And for a small business, find them where they're at, social media. Mm -hmm. So do you know, you know, uh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, they're they're online. Um, If you do a commercial, do it on YouTube maybe, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I think commercial could be, or or even now, podcasts. Podcasts are really growing. And um, so um, I have people who advertise on my podcast. My mm-hmm. podcast is on, you know, all the major outlets. Okay. So podcast is a great way to reach your audience. You can do a commercial that way. So I think commercials are still valid. Um, I think uh, with TV, though, it could be quite expensive for a small business owner. So I would say social media would be an easier way to tap, tap into that market. Podcast, YouTube, stuff like that would mm-hmm. be a great way to advertise. 
And so it's been great um, having you on the podcast today. Thank you. So do you have anything, like anything exciting coming up, new with you and your business? Um, Like I said, it's going to be a couple of um, products coming very soon. Um, We're going to be at the Vintage Market with All Things Detroit um, in September. So if you're out and about, come and see us there. And um, like I said, I just worked on getting into these next, uh, these couple of salons. So I'm looking forward to that. Just getting the final pieces in place. And that's what's happening with me. Awesome. Well, how can they reach you, Keisha? How can they reach your business and find you online yeah, and on you social media? Us, yeah, you can find us online at um, Savannah Naturals. So that's www.savannah with a C, C E V A N N A, Naturals with an S. Dot com, and that's the same for all the social media handles. We're at Savannah Naturals on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome! So make sure you follow Savannah Naturals. Yes, come follow us. Yeah, and I'll definitely put all your information in the show notes so that they can find you and Thank these you. awesome products. You so, oh Why yeah, it smells great. Yeah, she has some some awesome stuff. It does smell. Really, really good. I like the way pink and honey. Yeah, that's, I my, like that's that. our top seller. Yeah, so this is the body wash, right? Yeah. Hydrating body wash. I can't wait to try it. And I'll definitely let you guys know what I think of her products. Make sure you check Savannah Naturals out. I'll leave all the information in the show notes. Thank you so much for Thank joining you, us today. Yay. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also, connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also, email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Taylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at ExquisiteLooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.